The 2022 Jets schedule has been released. Let's break it down on today's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, May 13th, 2022, Friday the 13th, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, and I thank you for making the show your first listen or your first watch every day. A big shout out to subscribers to this podcast, and to join that group, just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find this podcast. Well, the Jets 2022 schedule has been released. It was officially announced last night. I guess it was on that ridiculous three-hour special on NFL Network. I kept my promise to you yesterday, and I did not watch that. And, I mean, Thursday's episode of Locked on Jets was maybe like one-third me breaking down the things I wanted to see in the Jets schedule and two-thirds of me ranting about how ridiculous that NFL Network special is, and I have no regrets because that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But we do have a Jets schedule. And the same caveats I used yesterday apply. It's easy to overhype schedule release day. First of all, we already knew the, the 17 games the Jets were going to be playing. We knew who, who they were going to be playing at home. We knew who they were going to be playing on the road. The only information that's new is the dates and times of these games and the television networks they'll be broadcast on. We also don't really have that great of a grasp as to how good most of these teams are going to be, because there's a lot of variation from year to year. Sometimes a team's good one year, bad next year, and vice versa. So these are things to keep in mind. But I think there are some things we can break down in the schedule. So let's go game by game through the 18 weeks, 17 games. And there there was something very notable about the beginning of the Jets' season in 2022. The first four weeks, they play the AFC North. And I was interested. I actually like looked through other teams' schedules to see, like was this just something the NFL was doing this year? where they were giving you an entire division to begin your, your season. And it, no, the Jets just somehow became honorary members of the AFC North. And this is just a quirk of the schedule. So they begin week one, they host Baltimore. Their home opener is week one. The next week, week two, they go to Cleveland. Week three, they play ho- they play at home against Cincinnati. And week four, they go to Pittsburgh. And a lot of the analysis for this is that this is bad for the Jets because the perception is that the AFC North is a very good division with four tough teams, that this is going to be a very difficult stretch for the Jets. I actually have a different perspective on this. And this was not something I thought of until like the Jets got these four teams right up front. So this was not something like I even I even had in mind until I saw the schedule. But if you're going to get these four teams, I kind of like having them at the beginning of the year. And I'll explain. Each team, has, I give you a different reason for. So at the beginning, you have week one against Baltimore. Now, Baltimore is a very unique team. You know, they, they run an offense that's unlike any other team in the NFL, you know, with Lamar Jackson. And it can be, they're t- that makes them a tough team to prepare for because, you know, the other 31 teams are kind of preparing for the same thing. And I know there are some other teams with variations out there, but it's tough to prepare for a different type of offense. And the fact that it's happening week one means you have the whole full offseason at your disposal. You know, you have training camp, you have extra time. It's kind of the same principle. It's even like an enhanced principle of a bye week because coming off a bye week, you expect your team to be extra prepared because you have extra time to get ready for that opponent. If you're going to get a unique opponent like Baltimore, 
I think it's good to get them week one. I think it's I think that's a positive for the Jets because now they have time to really kind of think this through, think through their game plan, get their players ready, you know, instill the instill the discipline that they're going to need to play this rushing attack. So I think Baltimore week one, that's not a bad thing for the Jets necessarily. I think that that, that could be a very positive thing. Now week two, you go to Cleveland and everybody knows the, the Deshaun Watson situation. Very possible he's suspended. And, you know, you could be playing Jacoby Brissett. So that's week two. Now, week three, Cincinnati, this is the one where I, I can't come up with an advantage for the Jets. In fact, I think this is going to be a very difficult game for the Jets to win no matter when it came on the schedule. And, you know, yesterday I mentioned it's possible Cincinnati kind of takes a step back this year. I think there are lots of indicators that suggest that. I mean, that was not really a Super Bowl caliber team last year. They were a team that was pretty good, that got that got hot at the right time. So I, I can see Cincinnati. T- and we've seen in the past, in recent NFL history, how teams kind of take a step back a year after losing a Super Bowl. It doesn't always happen, but it does happen where, you know, losing the Super Bowl, it takes something out of you. And, you know, maybe you need a year to recover. But the real reason that I think this is a tough game for the Jets is they're not going to they're not going to sneak up on Cincinnati because the Jets beat Cincinnati last year in a game that absolutely shocked, shocked the Bengals. And in all honesty, that was the Mike White game. That was the 405-yard performance by Mike White. And if we're going to be honest... I don't want to take anything away from what the Jets did that day. I don't want to take anything away from what Mike White did. But part of the story, not the entire thing, the Jets played well. The Jets deserved to win. The Jets earned that victory. They made the plays when they had to. Mike White was phenomenal. It doesn't explain everything. But part of that story is that the Bengals were not prepared for that game. Jets came out there. They were on fire early in the game. And you have to remember that at that point in time, the Bengals were coming off a huge victory. It was kind of like a statement win over Baltimore. And the Jets are coming into this game with Mike White. I mean, nobody thought the Jets were going to win that game. And the Bengals came out very flat. And I, I think sometimes you see it in the NFL. You know, you saw it a couple of years ago when the Jets shocked the Rams. You don't respect your opponent. You're in trouble. It, it, it was a classic trap game for Cincinnati, and the Jets took advantage of it. And to their credit, the Jets took advantage of it. But it was a trap game. The Jets did sneak up on Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think that's going to be a really tough game week three. But that would have been true no matter when it fell on the schedule. Now, week four, you get Pittsburgh, and you know that there's a pretty good shot that you're getting a rookie quarterback in uh, Kenny Pickett. And if you're going to get a rookie quarterback, it's not a bad, it's usually a really good thing when you get him early. And some people may say, well, you, we could be facing Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, then you get Mitchell Trubisky. That's not exactly a benefit to Pittsburgh if, if you get Mitchell Trubisky. So four games against the AFC North, the Jets become honorary members of that, that division the first month of the season. And three of these, I, I can kind of come up with a reason that it's an advantage to play these teams early. So I think the schedule makers, to the extent, and again, like, let's not overstate, I know we're doing an entire show on the schedule, let's not overstate the importance of the schedule, but to the extent the, the schedule makers could have done the Jets a favor, I think they did uh, with these first four games. Now, week five, the Jets open up AFC East play against Miami. So yesterday I mentioned this, and the schedule makers actually did, the, did the, we'll get to it in a bit, but the schedule makers did do the Jets a bit of a favor when it comes to weather, because I talked about how you want to get the Florida teams late in the season when they're coming to the Meadowlands, and you want to avoid trips to Florida early in the season where it's really hot and humid. This is the only one that, that's not great. You would love to have your home game against Miami. This, this is the game at MetLife Stadium. It's week five. It's October 9th. You'd like to have the week five game. You'd like to have the Miami game later in the season when it's December, when those guys will be cold again. It, it's not really that big of a deal, but I would have liked to have seen that. Then week six, you go out to Green Bay. You'll face Aaron Rodgers. Week seven, out to Denver to face Russell Wilson. So that's a tough road trip. You know that that's a tough road trip when you have back to back weeks. You're facing Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, 
and you can see that the schedule starts to heat up a little bit once you get into October. Then a couple of AFC East home games. So the Jets' first three AFC East games are the three home games. Week 8, they host New England. Week 9, they host Buffalo. And that leads into their bye, which is Week 10. And, you know, yesterday I mentioned when it comes to the bye, I'm in favor of it being as late as possible. And there are obviously some situations, and I mentioned it yesterday, like in 2015, when the Jets had injuries to Chris Ivory and Eric Decker early in the season, and an early bye really benefited the team that year because it helped some of those key players get healthy, you know, get get themselves healed over the bye week, and they came back strong for the second half of the season. But I tend to like the later bye. I tend to like the bye to come as late as possible because you know, you get banged up over the course of an NFL season. It's tough to do. It's it's really tough. It, it, everybody who talks about it, if you listen to an NFL player talk, they, they'll tell you nobody's healthy in November or December. So if you can get healed up, if you get a, a week of rest heading into the stretch run, that's beneficial. Now, this buy could have come later. You know, week 10 is not the latest buy you can get, but it's not like you're having it week four or week five, which I'm usually not a big fan of unless you, you know, unless you get luck. I don't know if it's luck, but unless you have injuries where it just happens to fall in the right place. So that's the, you know, that's really kind of the first half of the season for the Jets. It's about, you know, you're kind of like the halfway point. You're nine games into an eight, 17 game schedule. So really it comes halfway. It could have been later, but I always think like the earliest I wanted to buy is, is November and the Jets bye week falls middle of November. It'll be Sunday, November 13th. That's when, that's when their bye falls. Now head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast. We'll continue our breakdown of the Jets schedule. We'll tell you what's to come in the second half. There are some things that I think are good, some things that I think are not so good. I'll tell you what they are ahead here on this Friday episode. Of course, now that we have the schedule, you might be interested in betting on some NFL games, and it's also Stanley Cup playoff season, it's NBA playoff season, baseball's in full swing, and you should know that our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments. And you can bet on NFL futures as well. You know, if you think the Jets did a good job upgrading their roster over the offseason, you can put some money down. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Of course, if the, Jet, if the Jets have a good season, that will inject a lot of energy into their fan base. And if you're a business owner, nobody wants to deal with the hassle of energy decisions. You want your business to run smoothly and pay a fair rate for power. But coming off the back of one of the highest-priced winters of the last decade, if your business was on a purely variable or market rate, you paid out the nose. Many New York business owners switched suppliers out of frustration, but unless they chose alternative pricing options, they're still at risk for a January repeat. That's where Catalyst Power comes in. They partner with you or your trusted energy consultant to produce a power supply plan that fits your business and your market risk tolerance. They have a suite of options customizable to your business's needs, including options that bundle with or focus on renewable energy. Right now in New York, they're offering on-site solar solution for your business that requires zero installation, maintenance, or material purchase costs. That's right, no CapEx cost for you, and to sweeten the deal, qualified businesses could be eligible for up to six months of at-cost energy supply from Catalyst Power. Go to catalystpower.com slash LockedOnJets to learn more. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen every day. This show is free and available on all platforms. Today, we are talking about the Jets' 2022 schedule. And look, we knew the 17 games, where they'd be, who they'd be playing. If you watched for three hours last night on NFL Network, first of all, let me know how it went. 
also let me know why you wasted three hours watching the schedule really show on NFL Network. But we did find out the schedule last night. So we went through the first half of the schedule. Now let's go through the second half. The Jets begin their post-buy period. It's week 11, and they travel to New England for a 1 o'clock game. Listen, if you're going to have to go to New England and face Belichick, it's kind of you know it's similar to what I said about facing Baltimore week one. This is the type of team you want extra time to prepare for. Now, listen, last year the Jets came out of the bye at New England and played the worst game of the year. So you know, be careful what you wish for. But if you have to face Belichick, I, I like the idea of having him after the bye because then you at least get a little extra time to prepare. Let's hope it goes better than it did last year, but that's I, I think that's a pretty good thing. Then uh, week 12, the Jets host Chicago. Week 13, they head out to Minnesota for a game against the Vikings. Um, week 14, they go to Buffalo, which will obviously be a tough game. We hope it has AFC, AFC East implications. You know, that would be great if this was actually a big game for the Jets. Been a while since the Jets had a meaningful game in uh, December. The Jets played at Buffalo December 11th. Now, the next three games actually look on paper like they're not that... They're pretty winnable. You have uh, week 15, the Jets travel to Detroit. It's the Sunday before Christmas. Week 16, they host Jacksonville, Thursday night football, December 22nd. And then New Year's Day, the Jets travel out to Seattle. And this is the stretch of the schedule that I think could have played out better for the Jets. Because I said this yesterday, I like to have the easiest games on my schedule front-loaded. And, you know, we're doing some prognostication here. I mean, I said yesterday, Seattle's like the one team I'm pretty confident it's not going to be that good. Detroit's probably going to be bad. I mean, I could see them being a little bit, I could see them being improved. But, you know, they could be bad as well. Jacksonville, who knows? You know, Jacksonville, I could see them being awful. I could see them taking a step forward. I like to have these games closer to the beginning of the season, though. To the extent there's easy games, again, we're prognosticating a little bit. I like the idea of getting on the roll and, you know, building some confidence. Because sometimes... If you win a couple games early in the season, it just changes everything. It, it makes your it kind of instills a sense of belief in your team. But of course, the counter to that, and you know, I mentioned that the early stretch of the season in some ways was pretty favorable to the Jets drawing those AFC North teams first. If you get past that, if you know, if you get through through that obstacle, and then you have some winnable games in December, it's the type of thing that could propel a playoff run for you. So that's the, that's the counter to it. I would have preferred that these games come a little bit earlier. But, you know, there are a couple other factors that come into play. And I talked to, I talked a lot about the Thursday night game the Jets were going to get yesterday. Because in the NFL, everybody's got to play one Thursday night game. And that's how it works. And I think it's because of teams like the Jets, the, who otherwise aren't going to play in primetime. Having the Thursday night game kind of allows you, it allows every fan base to see their team in primetime once. Because not every team is going to be on Sunday night football, certainly. And even Monday night, you know, you're not necessarily going to see your team there every year. So, getting one Thursday night game guarantees that you at least um, you, you at least get to see your team in prime time once. Now, for the Jets, there are a couple of factors to come into play. Yesterday, I said I wanted the Thursday night game to be early because it's tough. I mean, it's tough to play on a short week. If it's going to happen, I like it. I like it to happen early in the season. The Jets have had a couple week two Thursday night games. I mean, that's for me. For me, that's the ideal time to have a Thursday night game because you're not beaten up yet. And to have it week 16, that's tough. That is tough. I, I think that I, I would rather not be week 16. Now, the plus to this is that you don't have to worry about the Jets ruining your Christmas Eve or your Christmas Day. Because the NFL games, the other NFL games, for the most part, that week are going to be either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Now, we've had some Christmas Eves that have been ruined, most infamously the 2011 Giants game. So that's a plus. Another plus is 
as I mentioned earlier, you do get a Florida team at the end of de- at the end of de- December, and to the extent the weather will be a factor again, like I, I don't know that it's really going to be the difference in the game, but you like to have warm weather teams in a cold weather situation, so that's a plus. The other aspect of Thursday night football I talked about is that I'd much rather have a home game, I'd much rather have that game at home because you're playing in a very condensed week. You don't have a lot of time to game plan the week you play Thursday night. You know, you're, you're taking three days off the calendar, essentially. You know, you, you lose you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are all gone. Those are three days you have to prepare. But when you have to travel, I mean, you're essentially taking an extra day off. You really can't prepare for the game at all. It's, it, you know, essentially you just have to go out and play. So at least if you're at home, you don't have to worry about that travel day. You get, get a little... I think, it's, I think it's actually kind of... I would be very interested to find the home field advantage on Thursday night games, because I would imagine that there's something there. So I like the fact that the Jets got that game on Thursday night, I think, uh, at home. So I think that this Thursday night game has some positive angles and some negative angles for the Jets. And, I mean, I guess, like, the one thing about it being coming in late in the season, it's late in the season for the other team, too. So it's not like the Jets are at a disadvantage. And, of course, the flip side of playing on Thursday night is that even though you do have the short week going in, but you do have a couple extra days to prepare on the way out. And I've said yesterday, I do not want the Jets making any long road trips after a short week. Well, their longest road trip is to Seattle, and that comes after their Thursday night game. So they're going to have a little extra time to recover and prepare for that long trip to Seattle, week 17. Although <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that I, I was kind of hoping the Seattle trip would come earlier in the season. I do have negative flashbacks to uh, 2008 when the Jets went out to Seattle, the second la- to last week of the season. That was Eric Mangini's last year. That was the Favre year. And they lost to an absolutely dreadful Seattle team. It was a game that, that killed the Jets that year. So I do have a little a little trepidation about the Jets flying out to Seattle to play the Seahawks the second to last week of the season. But that's just bad memories. That's not anything to worry about uh, this year. And they do have a little extra time. And then the Jets conclude the season at Miami Week 18. That'll be the 17th and final game of the regular season. I, like I said earlier, much better having that game in January in Miami, where it's going to be nice. Like The players will probably be excited to play in Miami in January. Much better having that January than it is in September. September, you know, September trips to Florida are tough. You know, you deal with that heat, that humidity. You guys are not really in game shape yet. The other team's used to that heat. You're not. I'm glad the trip to Miami's at the end of the season. Now, the Jets have had, again, the Jets have had some rough trips to Miami, to end their to end their seasons in the past, so again, maybe it's a be careful what you wish for situation. But I'm happy that game's not week one, week two. I'm happy that the game's a little bit later on in the schedule. So that's the full Jets schedule. There are a couple of other takeaways uh, to have from this, though, and I'll tell you what they are as we conclude this Friday episode of Locked On Jets. The NFL season's pretty long. 17 games in 18 weeks. To get through it, you might want to have a Built Bar. And Built Bar has a delicious new flavor, Birthday Cake Puffs. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat one of these. If you haven't tried the puffs yet, I'll let you in on a little little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's what it is. You heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and it robed it with 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. 
and they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. And while you're checking out, use promo code LOCKED15 with birthday cake puffs or any other type of Built bar. If you do that, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15, one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at Built, B-U-I-L-T dot com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, the day after the Jets schedule was released. We've gone through the 17 games in 18 weeks. So what are some of the takeaways we can have from this? Well, we talked a little bit earlier about the AFC North at the beginning of the season. We talked about the Florida teams, how the schedule kind of played out favorably when it comes to facing them. You know, one thing to note is Jets have a lot of one o'clock games this year, and that's a sign that the schedule makers do not think much of this team. In fact, I think all but all but four games for the Jets are scheduled at 1 p.m., at least initially. Now, the four that were not, first of all, you have the Thursday night game against Jacksonville. You have the Week 18 game against Miami where they're just not, they haven't released any of the schedule at time yet. So those are two of them. And the other two were games that are in the western half of the country where the home team doesn't play 1 o'clock games. You have Denver and you have Seattle. Now, of course, this is subject to change. If the Jets are good this year, the games could be flexed to later in the day. Games could even be flexed tonight time. You know, who knows? But it's a sign that the Jets are still, you know, not that respected by the schedule makers. So we'll prove them wrong. We'll prove them wrong this year because we'll, we'll, we'll force them to flex games, won't we? Let's hope so. Uh, so being, you know, as I, as I age, like I'm actually happier with the Sunday 1 o'clock games because the game ends at a point where you can enjoy like the late afternoon game, the Sunday night game. You don't have to stay up late to, to recap everything. So I guess, I'm, I, guess, I guess I'm getting old, but like I actually prefer the Sunday 1 o'clock games. So if you prefer primetime games, this may not be the schedule for you, at least until the Jets prove them all wrong. It's also worth noting that the preseason schedule was released for the Jets. And this is actually kind of heartbreaking if you're a Jets fan, I think, because you better brace yourself for this. The Eagles are the first preseason game. So we may actually see starters in a preseason game against the Eagles. Isn't that upsetting? <laughs> Usually that's the backup bowl. That's the game where like all the backups play who like aren't going to make the team and it's decided by them. So we begin with the Eagles, then we have Atlanta, then we have the Giants. So, you know, if you're a fan of the Eagles-Jets game being a I mean, it's all, all preseason games are meaningless. It'll still be meaningless. But if you're, a, if you're a fan of seeing, like, all the backups play, you're a fan of getting to know the Philadelphia backups, you're not going to get to see it this year. So isn't that upsetting? Isn't that a, isn't that a bit of a disappointment? Um, so the, it, and it was interesting that they released the preseason schedule because usually, the, as ridiculous as the regular schedule was released, they actually, in the NFL, typically try and make the preseason schedule release an event in of, in and of itself. So I guess good for the NFL that they at least didn't do that. I guess I'm guessing they threw that into the three hour special last night. So we now know the the dates and times of games. I think that all things considered, to the extent it matters, and again this matters much less than like your whether your team's good or not. You know the schedule of games only matter, doesn't really mean that much. It matters if your team's good, and luck also comes into play. Those are things that matter much more than the schedule. But I think all things considered, this shook out reasonably well. If these, if these were, and these were always going to be the seventeen opponents the Jets faced, if these were the seventeen games they had to play, I think that they got them in a pretty reasonable order. Like to the extent, like if I was building an ideal schedule, this may not have been my exact choice, but I think there's more favorable than there is unfavorable for the Jets. Now it's about winning. That's about going out there and playing well and guys living up to their potential. 
But anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it. Leave the show a five-star review if you're listening on a podcast source. Give the show a big thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. It helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk more Jets.